Standing on this platform, no one's stopping me to sing, but there's a multitude of sins that can hide behind your hashtag. Tell me again how love wins. Well, there's nothing new about this rage. It's a war that's always waged, like how no one bats an eye that when 50 of us die in it, it doesn't even make the and sometimes it's like an uphill climb Yeah, sometimes it's like an uphill climb But I'm right by your side And that's what we call pride That each and every day we're still being attacked And sometimes it's by guns And sometimes it's by words And sometimes it's by the North Carolina Bathroom Act We're the same as everyone We're all under the same sun But if you're trying to suggest This is just about the West We've spent our whole lives looking down the barrel of that gun Sometimes it's like an uphill climb Sometimes it's like an uphill climb But I'm right by your side and that's what we call pride. And the love we have each other will defeat the hate we suffer. You're my sisters, brothers, and all that's in between. And if everything that I made of was fashioned by your God above, it was him that gave this kind of love to me Well, sometimes it's like an uphill climb Yes, sometimes it's like an uphill climb Sometimes it's like an uphill but I'm right by your side Yeah, I'm right by your side And that's what we call pride And that's why we need pride People sometimes ask, is pride a protest? or a party? And the answer is, of course, yes. And why not? Why not rejoice as we resist, dance as we demand change, celebrate as we create community that delights in all of who we are?
So bring all of that with you this morning. Bring your policy demands, bring your glitter, bring your broken heart and your rainbow socks. Bring the emptiness you feel for our siblings gone too soon. Bring your disco tunes and your tender hope for change. Bring your most garish eyeshadow, bring your spirit tattered and battered by a world that seems insistent on choosing fear and hate. Gather up all these things and bring them here to a place where we don't have to shoulder these burdens or celebrate these joys alone. Well, these words by Unitarian Universalist Minister Hannah Roberts Villeneuve welcome all those who've gathered here on Zoom this morning for our Sunday service. Welcome to regular members of the congregation, to friends and visitors who are with us today. Also, anyone who might be listening in on the podcast or watching on YouTube at a later date. For anyone who doesn't know me, my name's Jane Blackall and I've been part of this congregation for 22 years now. I'm the ministry coordinator here and also a ministry student at Unitarian College for just a little bit longer. This morning's service marks the end of Pride Month. It's 52 years now since the momentous Stonewall riots took place in New York, a landmark event which is widely regarded as the beginning of the Pride movement and the fight for LGBTQ plus liberation and equality. Since then, there have been a lot of gains made towards justice for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer and intersex people, asexuals and more. But we can't be complacent. There's still a long, long way to go. In the last few years, especially, we've seen some hard-won rights being rolled back around the world. So this service, marking Pride Month, is called a protest and a party. This acknowledges both the continuing struggle and all there is to celebrate nonetheless. So we'll be thinking about our part as individuals and as a Unitarian community in actively supporting the ongoing work for change. And this morning we're going to go about it slightly differently. When striving to show solidarity, to be good allies to those who are marginalised, it's a good principle to listen to the voices and the lived experiences of those who are most directly affected and to ask what it is we could be doing better. So I've invited a few friends of the congregation, Alex Bryanson, Fred Langridge and Marilisa Valtazanu, to offer us some words of friendly challenge and encouragement this morning. And of course, there are plenty of LGBTQ plus people within the congregation too. But sometimes it's easier for a person with an outsider's perspective to shine a light on some issues that we might be overlooking. Before we go any further, though, let's take a moment to make sure we've fully arrived. Do what you need to do to settle in. You might want to wiggle and stretch, maybe take a conscious breath. Let's set aside anything we don't need to think about for the next hour. Feel free to keep your camera off if that makes it easier for you to focus. We do like to see your lovely faces, but if you prefer to lurk, lurking is definitely allowed. There will be various opportunities and invitations to join in as we go, but all are entirely optional. Whoever you are, however you are, you're welcome in this gathering, just as you are this morning. So I'm going to light our chalice now, as I do each Sunday and at other times when we gather during the week. This simple ritual connects us with Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists the world over, and it reminds us of the proudly progressive religious tradition 
of which this gathering is part. We are all gifted in differing ways with various strengths and talents. We are all holy, part of this universe and the interdependent web of life. We light this chalice, cherishing our diversity and holding each other in sacredness. Let's take all those joys and concerns, those spoken and unspoken, all those windows into our shared human condition and the life of the world that we share. Let's take them into a time of prayer and reflection now. You might want to adjust your position again for comfort. You might want to close your eyes or soften your gaze. Maybe there's some posture that makes you feel more prayerful, whatever works for you. Let's get into the right state of body and mind to pray together, to be fully present in this sacred time and space we co-create with ourselves, each other, and that which is both within us and beyond us. Spirit of life, God of all love, in whom we live and move and have our being. As we turn our attention to the depths of this life, the cosmic mystery and wisdom that abides in all that is, we tune into your holy presence within us and amongst us. Your world become your will be done here on earth, inspiring our aspirations to do and be better. May we have all that we need to survive, live and thrive. Remind us to be gentle. May we love mercy and kindness recalling those times when we've fallen short ourselves. Call us also to be firm in our resolve to serve the good. May we not be tempted to follow selfish motivations or reside in narrow privilege, unexamined and uninterrogated. Move us to counter and overcome injustice in ourselves, our lives, our institutions. For yours is the beloved community, the fire of commitment in our hearts and the spirit of generosity and abundance now and always. Let us take a few moments to look back over the past week, to sit quietly for a while and inwardly give thanks for those joys and pleasures we've felt along the way. Moments of love, friendship and camaraderie, 
experiences of wonder and delight, reassurance and relief. Bursts of playfulness, spontaneity and generosity. Feelings of achievement, creativity and flow. All those times when we felt most alive and awake. And let us also take some time to ask for the consolation, forgiveness or guidance we may need as we acknowledge our sorrows and regrets. Times of loss, pain, anger and fear. Periods of uncertainty and anxious waiting. realization of our own weaknesses, mistakes and failings. Awareness of missed opportunities, those things left unsaid or undone. All those moments when we struggled and felt like a mess. Expanding our circle of concern, let us bring to mind those people, places and situations that are in need of prayer right now. Maybe friends or loved ones, those closest to our heart. Maybe those we find quite difficult, where there's some kind of conflict going on. Maybe those we don't know so well, who we've only heard about on the news. And let's take a few further moments to hold them in the light of love. Spirit of life, God of all love, we offer up our joys and our concerns, our hopes and our fears, our beauty and our brokenness, and we call on you for insight, healing and renewal. As we look forward now to the coming week, help us to live well each day and be our best selves, using our unique gifts in the service of love, justice and peace. Amen.
time for us to sing together now. Our first hymn today is Here We Have Gathered. It's one we sing a lot because it speaks so well of what we're all about, what we're doing by joining here together in community as we share our stories and our struggles and offer support and solidarity to each other as we do our best to live each day. The words will appear on your screen in a moment for you to sing along and we'll try and make sure you all stay muted. But if you don't fancy singing, it's absolutely fine to just listen along to this recording by the Unitarian Music Society. We've got our first two guest speakers now, two friends of the congregation, offering their reflections on how we can be better allies to the LGBTQ plus community, even if we are already part of that community ourselves. The first is from Alex Bryanson. He's a regular at our Friday night heart and soul gatherings, and he's joining us from up in the Wirral. 
Alex has been a Unitarian for just over 10 years and he published an article in the Green Spirit Journal on how to better include LGBTQ plus people in religious groups. So this is a subject he's got plenty to say about. And the second reflection is from Fred Langridge. Uh, Fred's a good friend of mine who some of you will know as the two of us have worked together on a training day called Working on Our Welcome. We ran this for the congregation and the London district back a few years ago. We also run it for the Yorkshire district and for the ministerial fellowship. This is a workshop encouraging us all to be more thoughtful and proactive in making our congregations more welcoming for people across the LGBTQ plus community, highlighting subtle things that we could and should be doing, but which most of us might not think about, and paying particular attention to some of those invisible and overlooked identities and experiences. So I'm going to hand over now to Alex and then Fred. Hello, my name is Alex Bryanson. I'm a gay man and I'm a Unitarian. And this Pride Month, I'd like to say thank you to all British Unitarians for creating a much more actively welcoming and inclusive form of religious community than many of us have ever known before. It's a precious and wonderful thing. But this Pride Month, I'd also like to ask British Unitarians to go further in considering what lives are like for those of us who are not cisgender and who are not heterosexual. And to some extent, that means those of us within the community also have some work to do because we don't necessarily know what it's like to be an aromantic or asexual or non-binary person if those uh, lives have not been ours, if those paths have not been ours to tread. So it's not just about in-group and out-group, it's about all of us doing better and doing more. I think there are two ways in which we can do this specifically. The first is about social outreach work, which I know many congregations are active in uh, and the Unitarian movement nationally is active in. We need to think more about what issues may be present in, for example, working with refugees, working with the homeless because a lot of the time that young people in particular are homeless is because they've been kicked out because they're queer. Similarly, the reason why a lot of refugees have come to this country through dangerous and difficult pathways is because if they stayed at home, they would have their heads cut off or be pushed off buildings simply for being gay. So we need to think more about what non-heterosexual lives are like within the groups that we're working with. Secondly, I think we need to do more in terms of our service material. It's one thing to say LGBTQ plus people are welcome in our congregation and to actually mean it, which I know that many congregations do. It's another thing to create and use service materials which actively reflect us in the stories that we tell. For instance, do you ever use stories about non-cisgender or non-heterosexual gods? Greek mythology, many other mythologies, are replete with such characters, such myths. Do we draw on them? Similarly, do we look at theology in any religion from a non-heterosexual perspective? There are vast numbers now of critiques, rethinkings, uh, new understandings of Christianity and other religions from an LGBTQ or queer perspective. And I think it's very important that we actively look to incorporate these so that we can think about what religious lives 
are like and provide deeper religious experiences for those of us who are not cisgender and not heterosexual. Finally, uh, I think I would like to ask all British Unitarians to be more vocal and more outspoken and more welcoming in outreach to the transgender community. Growing up in the 1980s, I know exactly what it's like when uh, dominant social groups consider you filthy or foul or perverted or dangerous. And the kind of lies that were told about gay men in particular in the 1980s are now being told and widely disseminated about transgender people, particularly transgender women. This is completely unacceptable. It puts transgender lives in particular uh, in great threat, literally. So please, British Unitarianism, consider uh, being more active in thinking about how we can be included in service communities, in social outreach, and for God's sake, literally, please don't forget or overlook our transgender sisters and brothers. Thank you. I'm Fred and I'm transgender. My experience of meeting Unitarian groups as a transgender person has been positive. My experience has mostly been explicitly in the context of working on LGBTQ plus welcome, so this hasn't been a surprise. And as a Quaker, I know that our churches have worked together on equality for people in same-sex relationships. In the last few years, there's been a growing backlash against transgender rights and inclusion in the world in general, and this has influenced conversations in our communities. I've been told by parts of the media and by individuals directly that I'm delusional and that I'm mutilated. I've been told that my existing in public as a trans person is promoting harmful ideology and is fundamentally untruthful. I find these conversations particularly difficult when they're framed as debates of ideas, because I feel strongly that that's putting them in the wrong category. I'm not defending a theory or an ideology. I'm being asked to defend my deepest self. It's like being asked to put together a logical argument to prove that I love my partner. I can point to our actions that are prompted by that love, but there's no way to prove or disprove the love itself. These conversations about transgender issues are exhausting. I'm happy for now to share my experiences with people who I know are approaching from a position of kindness, but I'm running out of capacity to have those other conversations. My hope is that we reach a point where enough people know enough about trans experiences that if somebody needs myths busted or questions answered, someone else can deal with it and a trans person doesn't have to. My hope is that I can become unremarkable and get on with the rest of my life without having to have the same conversations and de defend my existence over and over. Well, thank you to Fred and to Alex for generously and courageously sharing their insight and experience with us this morning. We're moving now into a time of meditation. I'm going to share a few words by Unitarian Universalist Minister uh, Leslie Takahashi. It's a piece called Marginal Wisdom. And these words will take us into a time of quiet reflection. 
It'll be followed by a few minutes of shared stillness during which we'll have our virtual chalice cam on screen in case it helps to focus on the flame. And the silence will come to an end with some music. We've got another real treat. The Pink Singers, London's LGBTQ plus community choir have given us enthusiastic permission to uh, share this virtual choir piece that they put together for Pride last summer, because of course they haven't been able to meet either. They were appreciative of our own efforts to work for equality and understanding, and they didn't want to take any money off us for it. They said, we've all had a rough year. We'd rather you use those funds to further your LGBTQIA plus community outreach and education. That's where the money's best spent which was very generous of them. So this track, uh, a cover of Coldplay's Fix You, was their way of marking pride last year. It's a, a tender and comforting offering into this time that's been so hard for so many. And it's a bit longer than our usual musical meditations, but it's so good. Let's have the whole thing. So let's each do again what we need to do to get comfortable, have any wiggles we need to have. Perhaps put your feet flat on the floor to help ground and steady yourself. You might want to close your eyes as we let these words by Leslie Takahashi take us into a time of meditation. They teach us to read in black and white. Truth is this, the rest is false. You are whole or broken. Who you love is acceptable or not. My life tells its truth in many hues. We're taught to think in either ors. I believe in the teachings of Jesus or the Buddha. I believe in human potential or in a power beyond a single human will. I am broken or I am powerful. My life embraces multiple truths speaks both and and. They teach us to see in absolutes, good versus evil, male versus female, old versus young. My vision sees the fractions, the spectrum, the margins. Let us open our hearts to the complexity of our world. Let us make our own lives a sanctuary to nurture our many identities. The day is coming when they will know the rainbow world is more gorgeous than the monochrome. A river of identities can ebb and flow over the static, stubborn rocks in its course. And the margins hold the centre.
and you try your best, but you don't succeed. When you get what you want, but not what you need. When you feel so tired, but you can't sleep. Stuck in Tears come streaming down your face When you lose something you can't replace When you love someone but it goes to waste Could it be
Hi, I'm Marilisa, and I'm familiar with your lovely community mostly through the fabulous and very inclusive tea dances, which I've been missing rather a lot this year, and not just because of the cake. I've been thinking about how people can be good allies to the LGBTQIA community, and indeed how we can be better allies to each other within that community. And it's got me pondering the concept of concern. Now, concern is something that we're on the receiving end of quite a lot, and it can be a double-edged sword. And sometimes it comes from a place of love, and sometimes it comes from a place of fear and insecurity. People express concern about us and the lives we lead, concern about the kids, will nobody think of the children? And they also express concern about themselves and what a change in their mental landscape might mean. Now, as a queer person, the most hurt that's been done to me has been expressed as concern. How will you live your life? Will people discriminate against you or even be violent towards you because of it? How will you fit into society? So they say, we won't try to accept you or understand you because we feel it will be like condoning something that might get you hurt. But the irony there is that the very thing that does get us hurt is the lack of acceptance and understanding. So you end up just perpetuating that cycle that allows that social structure of discrimination to flourish around us. And what about the children? People are concerned that they'll be brainwashed or unduly influenced into choices that they wouldn't otherwise have made and which will make their lives a struggle. But of course, first of all, nothing of this is a choice and you can't convert someone into being queer any more than you can convert them out of it. And more importantly, as a parent, the greatest gift I can give my child is my unconditional love and support and the opportunity to create a wide, all-encompassing, wonderful word for himself in which he can live his life fully as only he can. Narrow-mindedness is much more likely to hurt him and we know that LGBTQIA plus youth and especially trans kids are at a ludicrously high risk of self-harm and suicide. We can't help by closing doors to them and just calling it concern. And finally, there's the concern that people have for themselves. What if I have to change a belief or a thought pattern that I grew up with? What if I've just learned something new about someone dear to me that I didn't know before? What if I get it wrong and someone gets angry at me? What about the struggles I went through? Will this invalidate them? The change is hard. The admission that a long-held belief might be wrong is hard. But there's no shame in it. And it's all part of how we grow as humans and how we learn and adapt and ultimately how our own worlds become broader and more beautiful. People have been allowed to marry someone of the same gender for seven years now in the UK and in a completely bizarre and unpredictable twist of events, heterosexual marriage as an institution has not collapsed. And in the same way, contrary to current concerns from some corners, accepting that trans women are women does not invalidate centuries of feminist struggle. It just gives us more sisters to fight our corner. So if you want to be a good ally, it's time to ditch the concern. It's okay to be worried and it's okay to be uncertain when things change, we all are. But just check in with yourself and be honest about where that concern is coming from. Love us and trust us when we say who we are and you'll be helping that change move in a direction that will make all of our worlds safer and brighter. Thank you, Marilisa, for that thoughtful reflection and gentle challenge. And thanks to all our contributors today.
As Unitarians, we're rightly proud of our track record in being somewhat ahead of the curve as religious institutions go, in having welcomed openly gay and lesbian people at least into our congregations and indeed leadership roles for decades now. And we were vocal in campaigning for equal marriage too. But we mustn't be complacent. We mustn't think that's job done. Let's listen to people when they tell us about the infinite diversity of their lives and experiences, including the injustice and harassment that so many people still face every day the world over. Let's be kind and curious to learn more about stories, identities and pronouns that are new to us and give proper dignity and respect to all those less visible and often overlooked by sexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual and more identities. And let's accept that we'll probably be a bit clumsy to start with as we navigate unfamiliar territory. And let's be ready to apologise and move on if we make a mistake rather than making a massive fuss about it. We Unitarians so often say that we affirm the inherent worth and dignity of every person, that we celebrate diversity, that each person is a unique and beautiful expression of the unfolding cosmos and every one contains a spark of the divine. So this Pride Month, and indeed all year round, let's act like we mean it. Let's show up in solidarity for our mutual liberation and for the greater good of all. Time for us to sing together again. <clears throat> I realise we are running a little bit long again this week, um, but please hang on for the closing music is worth it. First though, a hymn, a recording of our own congregation back in the church in 2018, for everyone born a place at the table. These words reflect that central Unitarian principle of affirming the inherent worth and dignity of every person. I should note the words are a bit more binary than I'd like for a service celebrating our infinite diversity. Anyway, I particularly love the refrain, God will delight when we are creators of justice and joy. Doesn't that reflect a protest and a party? The words will be on our screen as usual, so feel free to sing along or simply listen and enjoy.
Just a few announcements now. Thanks to Janine for hosting today, despite technical hassles. Thanks to Alex and Fred and Marilisa. Thanks to all our musical contributors. As always, there are a number of opportunities to connect with the congregation in the week ahead and get to know us better. Coffee morning on Zoom, uh, Tuesday at 10.30. Uh, Heart and Soul, there's a few spaces left for tonight. That's our contemplative spiritual gathering on the theme of self-compassion, seven o'clock. Get in touch if you'd like to sign up few in-person gatherings still coming up at church. Um, Abby's final concert is this Tuesday, uh, a cello du duo. I think there's only a few spaces left for that one. There's been a sudden surge of bookings. These concerts have been getting rave reviews and you can watch live on YouTube if you can't make it on per in person. The link's in the weekly email. Uh, our very own Brian is offering a, an in-person heart and soul this Wednesday at two. Now, numbers have been quite variable for these in-person gatherings, and we've had to cancel two at the last minute because the numbers weren't viable. So if you do want to come, make sure you book a few days in advance so that we know it's viable to happen. Uh, we might revise the uh, we might revise the programme otherwise. Don't forget there'll be virtual coffee time after the service to chat in small groups if you'd like. And we always like to take a group photo afterwards, so please hang around for that if you don't mind. Back on Zoom again at 10 o'clock next week, so tell your friends and uh, it, feel free to drop us a line during the week if you'd like to say hello. So we've just got some brief closing words now, followed by one more song, which is quite a finale. Thanks to another old friend of the congregation, Jen Hazel, who kindly put us in touch with Bobby Twaddle, who's recorded a classic pride anthem, which will close our service in spectacular fashion. But first, I invite you to select Gallery View once more so that we can see each other and get a sense of our community and connectedness for this closing. We have a calling in this world. We are called to honour diversity, to respect differences with dignity and to challenge those who would forbid it. We are people of a wide path. So let us be wise in our affection and go our way in peace. Amen. creation so come take a look give me the hook or the ovation it's my world that I want to have a little pride in my world and it's not a place I have to hide in life's not worth a damn till you can say hey world I am what I am I am what I am I don't want praise 
I don't want pity I'll bang my own drum Some think it's noise I think it's pretty And so what If I love each feather and each spangle Why not try to see things from a different angle Your life is a sham Still you can shout out loud I am what I am I am what I am And what I am Needs no excuses I deal my own deck Sometimes the ace Sometimes the deuces It's one life And there's no return and no deposit One life So it's time to open up your closet Life's not worth a damn 